from Hollywood is rated LGBT Radio, starring your host, Rob Watson! Hello, 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 and welcome to July 2020. Um, yes, folks, we are right smack in the middle of summer, and uh, thank you for tuning in to us on your podcast, wherever you happen to be listening to us, whether it is on your phone, your computer, blog talk radio, um, please do tell your friends they can subscribe to us on any podcast application, um, and we are pleased to have you with us. Um, last week, we had heavy-duty uh, political with um, the Black Trans Lives Matter movement and um, the need for for um, that movement to elevate its voice and be embraced even more fully than it has been. Um, today we are taking we're enmeshing ourselves in the wonderment of pop culture. Um, you know, it's uh, I'd say it's lighter, but the artist we have on today is so wonderful and so deep and so sensitive and his work is both um, kind of warm and romantic as well as um, somewhat profound and um, he runs the gamut and it is through his honesty and his sensitivity in his work that just projects out that way. Uh, You may know him He was a top finalist in American Idol, um, which puts him in the same aura as Adam Lambert and Jennifer Hudson, because the people who end up really the biggest stars off there are not necessarily the ones that actually win each season. In fact, I don't even know who did win the season he was on. But I'm talking, of course, about Louis Knight, and he will be on in just a minute. Um, Before that, we want to cover a little bit of news, and so I'm going to bring on my illustrious journalistic master co-host, Brody Levesque. Brody, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon or good morning or good day to our listeners around the globe. Thank you again for listening to Rated LGBT Radio. Um, The thing that's probably driving the news cycle the most right now, at least in most of the uh, Western world is, of course, COVID. Um, the numbers in the United States have dramatically increased over the last week, week and a half. Uh, we are expecting to see a further increase in terms of after the 4th of July holiday. Uh, the spike that we're currently seeing, most of the experts that I've spoken uh, to at the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta and the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, have told me that this is a direct result of the Memorial Day and large gatherings of people who did not take uh, time to observe uh, safety protocols, particularly wearing of masks and staying six feet apart. Uh, In Los Angeles, um, the L.A. County Department of Public Health uh, reported on Monday that nearly 50 percent of the confirmed new cases of coronavirus occurred among younger people. Now, the most significant increase was in the percentage of cases among residents between 18 and 40. So the dynamics of this thing has shifted downwards and in a more alarming way. 
Uh, today, President Trump held a uh, meeting, a, a, a conference, I guess you could call it, uh, at the White House in Washington, and he was eviscerating uh, governors and schools um, for restarting um, uh, you know, schools on time. Some are being, of course, as you know, um, not being started up. And he's going after him for that. The President Trump uh, tweeted uh, at Harvard, for example, criticizing it for, quote, taking the easy way out by canceling in-person classes. And right now in the state of Florida, there's a tremendous amount of controversy. Uh, School is due to start in August, and Florida right now is just completely – in the throes of just an awful, awful, you know, spike and surge in cases there. And so people are taking note of that. So that's kind of, you know, rounding out um, uh, the, uh, the the cause celebrate, as it were, for this week in COVID. And then uh, in addition to that and kind of uh, going along with that, the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Ken Cuccinelli, Uh, admitted on CNN uh, during a live broadcast that the reason for uh, IC's international students ruling is to force colleges and universities uh, to open. And basically what ICE did yesterday was they told uh, any student who's from a foreign country holding what they call an F-1 visa uh, or an M visa, which are for uh, graduate, postgraduate work, that if they didn't attend classes in person, uh, they would not be allowed to stay in the country. They would have to depart, uh, which obviously caused a, a complete and total upheaval. So between numbers spiking and the Trump administration and people not wearing masks and not social distancing, yeah. So that's how the week starts, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. So how are the hospitals handling uh, the capacity? Are they – at capacity, um, or are they overflowing? What is what is the ramification? We're around the United States right now, um, I spoke to my colleagues at the Houston Chronicle, and Houston, Texas, has now hit its max out on ICU beds. Uh, what that essentially means is they're full up, uh, so they're going to have to find a way of you know opening up more bed space. Georgia, they have the same problem in Atlanta, some of the other jurisdictions, and in Los Angeles. Uh, that's going to become a problem in about two or three weeks if these hospitalization rates, you know, continue to climb. And, of course, to go along with that uh, is the fact that we're also looking at not enough personal protective equipment and, uh, you know, masks and things for, you know, the health care providers and the first responders. So it, it's, it's going to be pretty dicey. Um, and uh, right now with these hospitalization rates crawling upwards, and the worst part being younger now, Okay, this is where it becomes extremely problematic, although, and I will note, uh, when I talked to CDC this morning, they did note that the mortality rate was staying at a relatively low level, but they cautioned that that would not stay that way. So we're also looking at, you know, more casualties. Yeah, one of the things I read was that the mortality rate is low now because of the demographic that is is spiking, but that demographic is very likely to spread it to the older demographic who are likely to succumb um, Correct. to the disease. 
Um, one other quick question before we move on. Um, there's the talk is always about the new cases and the death rate. Um, but this one of the factors about this disease, as I understand it, is that even in recovery, it still leaves devastating effects. Um, but we don't hear anything about that. Um, is is there any reporting around? what the quality of life for people who do actually recover from this and the percentages of those people. Speaking as an editor and speaking as a wire service journalist, the answer to that question is not enough. There is some, it's very limited. I think that we need to refocus on that area as well. You know, it's important to the public and it's important to people to understand why masks and social distancing and hospitalization and ICU rates are important. But what we do need to start taking a look at is the aftermath, and there has not been enough reporting on that. Well, thank you so much, Brody. Really, really appreciate it. So I want to shift gears to a more um, melodious um, concept here. Um, uh, before I bring on, normally when we have a guest on, I do the intro, which I kind of already did anyway, but um, uh, we're actually going to take this to an even greater level because uh, Louis has been introduced to the American public before, and I happen to have a clip of how that all went down, and here it is. Hi, how are you guys? We're good. Tell us who you are. My name's Louis Knight. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm 19 years old. But it looks like you were in the beginning of One Direction. Yes. You're 19 and you're from where? I'm originally from London, England, and I moved cool. to Philadelphia for the last eight and a half years. And what do you do for money now? Part-time pizza delivery guy. Part-time pizza? Yeah, yeah. All right. local shop, yeah. What are you going to be singing? I'm going to be singing an original called Change. All right, go ahead. All right, thank you. What is, um... What is the song about? So this song, I wrote this song about going through the loss of one of my brother and I's best friends to suicide. Thank you. Very good. I grew up in London, but when I was 10, we all moved over to Philly. It, it was a fresh start, but it was just such an adjustment period for everyone. It was definitely hard for Max, my brother. Luckily, we joined soccer teams. Oh. That was how we all first made friends, and then Max met Russell. Remember all the things we wanted. He became one of my best friends and became a part of the family instantly. We were as thick as thieves. We just always had a great time together, and he was always so supportive of my music. He would film me playing at the piano. He sat with me when I wrote songs before. Even when you didn't, he would always believe in you, and he'd help you see that too. He was just such a good person. We knew he was going through a hard time. We didn't know the extent of that suffering. And I want you to know you couldn't have loved me better. About a year and a half ago, he took his own life. My brother was living in England at the time, and um, I had to call my brother and tell him that Russell was gone. <laughs> It was, it was just, just shattered, shattered his world, and um, that was so hard. When something like that happens, it really just stops your whole world. 
I tried sitting down for a long time to write about it, and nothing was really working at the time because it was just going through the motions of, of dealing with that loss. Eventually, something I'd been trying to talk about finally just came out. This song, I, I wrote it as a tribute to him and everything he brought to this world. It's given me an opportunity to really shed some light on the issue and, and hopefully to make people not feel so alone. I don't know, all, all I can hope for this song is that maybe it can speak to someone suffering and, and maybe save a life. And that's all, I mean, that's all I could possibly hope for. I had to jump into the water just to find a way to float. See, life, it comes in waves and it's full of highs and lows. But Russell taught me there's wisdom in my soul. And deep down, I think we're as good as gold. Thank you very much. Meet us on the Oval, please. Yes. I think he might be the biggest star we've ever had on American Idol. Wow, Mr. Luke. That's a bull. There you go. The biggest star they've had on American Idol, and we're welcoming him to the art show. Louie Knight, welcome to the show. Welcome, Louie. Hey, guys. Thank you, thank you so much for having me on today. <clears throat> Oh, thank you so much for, for being here. Oh, my God, your voice is, like, angelic. It just, it's, I, I just, uh, warm and uh, so beautiful, just so, so outstanding. And, I mean, obviously that, you know, the, the, the raw honesty and, and everything you exhibited there was, was just beyond. And, um, um, you know, the, the tribute and the heart, um, and what you said, what you conveyed about Russell is, um, just super important, just super, super important. Thank you so um, much. How, how has this journey been for you? The highs and the lows? I mean, that, uh, you know, taking, stealing your own lyrics. Honestly, it's been it's so it's it's it really has just been such a journey, as you said, filled with so many highs and lows. You know, I mean, you you tend to be really you tend to see the extremes during like during throughout this idol process. I mean, you are at the happiest you've ever been in life, and then you're also at the most in the most excruciating anxiety 
you've ever been. Oh my God, um, I bet. So I mean, I've, I've just, I mean, it, it was such an incredible experience. Like it really, it gave me the opportunity to learn so much and grow so much, not only as an artist and a musician through the um, performing skills and just the, the, the whole experience that came with that, but as a person, just really kind of getting in tune with who, more, more in tune with who I am um, and, and where I want to be in life, which I think is, I mean, that's priceless. No, it, it totally is. I want to ask you about that in a minute. Uh, Brody has some, um, some feedback from you, for you, though, from uh, some oh, uh, key people he's, he's spoken to. Brody? Willie, uh, I uh, had a friend of mine uh, who knows that uh, my secret, you know, obsession is consuming American Idol and Got Talent <laughs> written in America, you know, uh, videos on YouTube. And uh, the day after yours popped up, um, he sent it, he sent the link. He said, Brody, you got to watch this. Yeah, this kid's amazing. Oh, no and, he, and, he, and he's from Philly. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay, this is cool. Oh, uh, no so way. I watched the video. And, and, and the first thing I did was is it took me an hour to quit crying. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh. For the last... And, and yeah. I, okay, editorial comment. Louie, <laughs> if you knew Brody, Brody's like the Lou Grant of journalism. <laughs> this is not a guy that you see cry. So anyway, editorial <laughs> comment. Go, Brody. It, it's true. I, no, Rob's right. I, uh, but you affected me. Your lyrics affected me. And the reason was, for the last 10 or 15 years, Louie, I've had to write a lot of stories as a journalist about LGBTQI plus kids and others who have killed themselves. And, you know, it, it was at one point almost a pandemic uh, in this one particular year. And I've since become friends with the families of two or three of these young men and women that, you know, are no longer with us. Um, and one of them is a dear friend. She, her name is Tammy Auberg, uh, and she lives in Anoka, uh, Minnesota. And she lost her then 16-year-old son, Justin, um, as a matter of fact, uh, 10 years ago this day to suicide. Oh my goodness. And he was bullied and he killed himself. And I, I, I sent the link. I said, Tammy, you got to listen to this British kid. He's brilliant. He's just brilliant. She wanted me to tell you. Thank you. Thank you. And tell her just thank you. And, I'm so, I mean, you do, and I mean, I can't imagine how hard that is for you to do as a job. And that's, I mean, it's an amazing thing. And, and yeah, I mean, wow. Thank you. Louis, thank you. Thank you, Louis. Stop. That really yeah, means a so, lot. <laughs> you know, well, it, this is, this is such an amazing thing that you are and that you're doing with your career and your art. I mean, it's, it's your your songs go from the romantic to the insightful um to to this to hitting hitting some some deep um bittersweet emotions i mean it's it's yeah. not it's not maudlin it is it is bringing really a, a whole spiritual depth to to the experience um, I wanted to go back to what you were talking about, Louis, though, in terms of, you know, you went through this, this crucible of American Idol, which, which I love how you describe that because I can only imagine, I mean, I've never been through anything even close to what you've experienced there of 
this incredible high, and I'm sure the the pressure and the um, the intensity is is huge. How yeah. how would you characterize yourself before and after that experience? What what changed? How is Louis Knight different, having been through that? Wow, that is a really good question. This is this is going to be some good self-reflecting time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'd say, I'd say before. You know, I've just, I think I've grown up a bit more. I'd have to say, um, I've become more. I've lent. I've leaned in more to my adult side. I think, and and that's been quite a beautiful thing to come over. I mean. The biggest thing for me, the, the 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 biggest learning lesson that I took away from Idol was during Hollywood Week. I started struggling with my own mental health, um, and I, which I, I mean, we, I'm a firm believer. I, I, we all have our have our mental health, whether we struggle with it or not, you know. <clears throat> and I mean, I tend to be fine, but this particular week. Um, it was such a, it was, I mean, I, I slept about three and a half, four hours over the course of about three or four days. Um, and I really need sleep. So my mental state completely deteriorated very quickly. And you're kind of watch, you've never been around so much immense talent and meet, you're meeting all these like lovely people from all over America and the world as you saw some of the other contestants, I mean, Arthur's from Nepal. <clears throat> so you kind of are going through that. And then you're seeing all these amazing people who you quickly become friends with. Um, and you bond with very quickly because you're all going through such an intense experience together and you see them get sent home and watching them get sent home, especially when I like I messed up on one of my performances um, in my duet round. I forgot my my um, duet partner Francisco and I, who's one of my good friends, we both forgot a little bit of the lyrics. And then seeing them, seeing people get sent home who I thought did meticulous, um, just had incredible performances. They didn't mess up a bit. And then seeing them go home and then me staying on. <clears throat> was quite a weird thing and then you cut over your you're not your head's not in the right headspace you're not thinking that clearly and you start to feel guilty and all these things and so many weird emotions and then my roommate got sent home and the last day of hollywood week in the morning i woke up and had a panic attack for the first time ever um because i've never really dealt with anxiety like that and, and, and i'm happy to say like i'm fine now it was just more of a situational thing but, um, and I almost, I woke up as soon as my eyes opened, I kind of went into this panic attack shock and I started packing my suitcase. I said, I can't do this. I'm going home. Um, I, I locked myself in my hotel room cause I was so worried about, I mean, that during that week, that's kind of when more of the reality part of the television show comes out. Um, and they mm -hmm. kind of put the camera in your face a bit. So I just like, I was pleased, no camera. So I locked myself in the room because I was worried about that. Um, just obviously not thinking clearly in any way because I was so sleep deprived. And, and I genuinely, and I was, I was packing my bag to leave. I called my family and, and then, um, and then the, my, my manager, who's one of my best friends ended up coming to my hotel room and calm me down. And, and the production team on Idol, I have to say, 
they're all incredible people, really, really kind people with good intentions um, on the production team. And, and some of them came to my door who I was friends with and they were just kind of trying to calm me down a little bit. Cause I think, I mean, it's a very testing time for all the, all of the contestants. And, um, and then I ended up being able to kind of, they kind of got me, they were like, all right, just put a shirt on. Like, okay, like just go downstairs to the lobby, you know, we'll go to the venue, see what happens. You don't have to perform. They kind of just took me through it step by step. And I was able to kind of overcome that. And I ended up going out there and performing, which is at the beginning of the day, I was dead set to, to leave, whether it meant up giving up my lifelong passion or not, because I was just in such a bad headspace. Um, and I ended up going out and giving one of my raw, um, what I think to be one of my most raw performances. And I mean, that's a day that I'm, will take with me forever. You don't know how to, no one knows how to sail through a hurricane until you do it. You know, it's one of those things that you just have to do to be able to learn from. And I mean, that just, sorry if I went on a tangent here, but like, it just taught me so much. No, no, that, um, it really did. No, I mean, that says so much about you and so much about the experience and um, puts it in, in really important perspective. No, it, it, no, that was really, uh, that was really um, <laughs> important, important. No, I mean, I'm glad, I'm Thank glad you. you went there. I'm glad you shared that with us. I'm grateful you shared that because it's, it is, um, I think a lot of the things that the public sees are, um, very two-dimensional and um, idealized, um, and it it there is a reality there, an intensity that that like I said, I have never in my life experienced, and and so I yeah. I do see it as something that that would forge its way for you, and I can totally understand why the people that you would bond with the most are those people who are in that same space. Because you you all yeah. get it. I mean, you you're all under that microscope. Um, I want to shift to your music a little bit um, because there's uh, some of your songs, like your your song "Just Kiss Me." Um, I'm going to parallel it to it to, and, and this is going to show my age significantly, <laughs> but but it, in in a weird sort of way it harkens me back to the Beatles. I want to hold your hand. I mean, it, it's oh, sort of that song. innocent playfulness. Thank you. That's and, a huge compliment. And, Thank you. <laughs> well, no. And, and it's funny because I see that, and he's not dead, so you can't have his spirit yet, but I see so much of the spirit of Paul McCartney in you. I mean, just wow. that, that, Thank you. that balance <laughs> of, of, of charm, sensitivity, um, insight, and, um, and even I, I might say to your current song that you're, you just launched, uh, what you talked about in terms of mental health, I think that actually plays into that song in sort of a, a, you know, mental health in a romantic situation. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. That means a lot. No, uh, no I would definitely. Agree. So I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Well, no, I just... The, yeah. the thing that I like the most about Louis' music is that there is such an element of a backstory and being genuine to it. Now, I'm saying that, you know, as a 40-year veteran of being a journalist, I'm always looking for the backstory. But with Louis, you get it in the lyrics, and, and it's something that is kind of unique 
um, that you don't often see in songwriters. I mean, sometimes you'll see it uh, with some folks, but it's always like an overlay. But with Louie, you know, and don't take this the wrong way, Louie, but you're kind of like onion. You know, you're an onion. You know, you just peel back a layer. What? You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I'm good with I'll that. Call Rob go from here. Okay. We are reorganizing this show. All analogies must go through me first from here on out. <laughs> okay. An onion. Uh, that is not I'm my experience with Louis' music. <laughs> I get it though. I'm teasing. No, it's like the peeling <laughs> and the the depth. That is a great analogy. That, you know. that is. <laughs> okay, there. Uh, so, Louis, um, so we <laughs> we have your new song here on deck, and we want to play it. Give us some background to uh, Twisted Conversations, and even the fact that this is sort of turned into one of those. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys. Um, yeah, so I kind of wrote I wrote Twisted Conversations um, on New Year, on New Year's Day two years ago. It was it was kind of inspired by this night um, on New Year's Eve. I had been over at one of my really close friends' houses um, for he was having a bit of like a New Year's Eve party get together. Um, two years ago, and I ended up hitting it off with his older sister, <laughs> which did not go down too well with him. <laughs> um, and that, so I, I, kind of, I kind of wrote, I wrote this song the next day, just inspired about the idea of of having this strong connection with someone, but you know you can't act on any of those feelings, um, and kind of choosing which like thinking and debating in your mind which path to go down and then it kind of that was kind of the the inspiration behind it okay excellent well ladies and gentlemen for your world premiere even though if you were around yesterday you probably heard this somewhere but uh, for (laughs) us um here is the song Twisted Conversations by Louis. Twisted Conversations, my head spinning while we're blazing. Drinking on the sofa while all our friends are wasted. Lately I've been feeling like it's kind of understated. My God, you look amazing. My God, you look amazing. Trying to find an in-between, my memory slightly faded. Thinking in your oceans where I could almost taste the weed through a bag like Talking about your boyfriend, boyfriend I think you know that I'm a better man, better man Does he give you all he can, all he can There you go talking about your boyfriend Now in this hazy room I'm feeling wide awake You're on my shoulder, dancing on the table And you're starting to move closer How many times will he hurt you before you say it's done? I know you think about coming over
Oh my God, I love that song. <laughs> and there are no onions. There are no onions involved. All right, all right, all right. All right. Maybe that needs to be the music video, though. I think, I think, you may, I think we may have struck gold. I think that's going to be the idea behind the music video. <laughs> oh, I, there you I'll go. I'll be dressed that up as an promise. onion just peeling back the layers. <laughs> okay. okay. I, yeah, right. Actually, that's, that's, that's a very cool idea. Yeah, I love that. Okay. You, you all have redeemed cool. Brody with that. Oh, I'm so glad you were So, so Louis, are you are you going to be the kind of star that other stars have to watch out about dating because they're going to end up in the next song? <laughs> I hope a not. A lot like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that is, I do, it's so difficult because whenever I sit down to write a song, I mean, a song, it does always tend to lean towards like love and stuff. So that's definitely something that I'm I'm working on right now is to try to start talking about different things. Definitely. Well, it's, I mean, you, you have the depth of mind and heart. So it's definitely there, but you're, um, you know, but love is, is what keeps us going. So, I mean, it, it's definitely it up there. Um, who, who do you like? Who, who are your, the people that you emulate um, musically? I mean, going back to, to, to what you said earlier about, about um, my songwriting and that, that meant a lot. And I, and I was just, it made me think, I mean, I, I, I was very, I'm so lucky to, um, to be growing up, um, to have grown up in, um, in a generation where, where my music interest was really pulled on and tugged on by the likes of Ed Sheeran, for example. I mean, he's an incredible storyteller mm-hmm. who I've always looked up to. And I think that's something definitely that I've kind of tried to take, like take in my own stride and, and, and realize that you like the, the honesty behind lyrics is just so important. I think, my, my my most I mean I grew up mostly listening to Queen and Oasis and Amy Winehouse, <clears throat> um those kind of musicians in England and then Coldplay is a big one, and then contemporarily, I'd have to say probably Adele and Louis Capaldi um is one of the, is my favorite at the moment because he's just he he writes the most beautiful love songs in. Um, that really just strike a deep chord and pull at your heartstrings, but also just the kind of person that he is. He's, if you've ever seen his Instagram, if you haven't, I definitely recommend it. He's just absolutely yeah. hilarious. Um, and yeah, and, and then also John Bellion, um, if, if you've heard of him. He's, when I was in eighth grade, I stumbled upon his, um, the making of videos of some of his songs on YouTube. 
And and that really was kind of what started this whole thing that made me realize this is what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah, it's I, I'm familiar with, with most everybody that you talked about. I have to say the one that I I got and a um, a link to when I was particularly when I was watching you in the in your videos was Adele, um, and not wow. because you're vocally you guys are are so vocally similar. I mean, you, you both have differences, but the um, sort of, there was an underlying emotional thread and um, you go right to your own pain directly. It's very pure and it's very effortless. I mean, it's, you make it look easy. I mean, now if you had ever heard me try to sing, I can definitely guarantee what you do is not easy. <laughs> But it, it just <laughs> is like that. you you just open up your heart. There, there's a saying about writers, uh, which is what I do, um, from Ernest Hemingway. He said uh, that um, writing is easy. All you do is sit down to the typewriter and bleed. And I kind of get that yeah, from wow, musically. It's quote. like you, you sit down on the piano and you bleed. I mean, you're there. You're you know, it's like it's there's nothing between you and what comes out. Um, where do you go when you're singing? I mean, because it's you're so in it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I have to say I am so blessed and so fortunate to be able to have this outlet and to be able to sit down at a piano um, or a guitar. I'm still learning the guitar, but I'm pretty rubbish at it right now. <laughs> But um, I'm I'm so I'm so fortunate to have this outlet um, to express myself and get my thoughts and feelings out and to be able to sing. Um, where do I go? I I tend to go into my piano room. Um, it's like like um, my mom bought me a piano um, when I was 14 for Christmas, and it's in our dining room and it's kind of now turned into the piano room and I just sit down at the piano and a lot of the time I kind of, you kind of, I'm trying to write and nothing comes out and you're sort of just banging your head against the piano, like just waiting for something to come out. And then yeah. eventually after enough times of trying um, something, there'll be a flicker of a moment where something comes out and you're like, okay, I'm on, like, I feel like I'm onto something. And, and it's weird because like, for example, change um, and, and, some of my other songs, I mean, they tend to come out very quickly um, within the span of about an hour, which is weird because I spend so long, so many hours, just absolutely nothing. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to kind of just shut myself off in, in my dining room. You yeah, know, no, my... Go ahead, Brady. Yeah, let me interject for a second. Louis, when I was your age... Um, Many years ago, my my favorite artist. Sure, was wasn't that one. Oh yeah, trust wow. me. <laughs> 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 um, it, but my my favorite artist was Billy Joel, and um, over the years I've been a massive fan. I've been so fortunate that I've actually been able to meet him a few times and talk to him. Wow. Um, uh, the, the 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 event that stands out the most in my mind. Uh, was the uh, when he at the Kennedy Center Honors when I was assigned in Washington um, as a reporter? I used to go to the Kennedy Center Honors every December, 
uh, which is a big thrill. Oh. It's just it's it's massive. And I, I, can I got to, yeah. oh, it, dude, it's just so I got to I got to talk to him for a few minutes uh, after you know after everything. Um, your music, in many ways, like Change, for example, reminds me of Billy's because he writes about love, he writes about the heart, but he writes about the everyday man, the the kid that grew up on Long Island, the kid that grew up in the Bronx or Brooklyn. You know, you're the kid that you yeah. know, you're the same way, you know, and, and Thank you. it's interesting to me that, you know, in a time passage in the forty years since I was first introduced to Billy Joel's music and was a massive fan, still am, to forty years later and here I am talking to another much younger version of Billy Joel. Um, <laughs> with with an English accent New York accent. But I mean, seriously, it just seems to me that you draw inspiration from your everyday surroundings. That's why, and, and to go back to the first song, uh, that's why your song so profoundly affected me, um, which is why I, Thank you know, you. I, I pursued bringing you on the show. It was because the way you write. Now, I'll hand it back to Rob. He does this much better than I do. I'm a political reporter. But I just wanted you to know that, <laughs> that you know, yeah. you're, you're kind of your generation's Billy Joel, and I so much look forward to see what's in the future with you. I really do. And I withdraw the onion comment. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. We may have actually lost Louie. Uh, I just got those line drops, so. Oh, there he is. The phone accidentally hung up. (laughs) Not a problem. We got you back without a problem. My (laughs) ear. (laughs) Sorry, my ear accidentally hung up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just glad it wasn't the onion. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I never know what that uh, well, not not for at least the next ten minutes, Brody. Anyway, I want to I want to shift gears to kind of a more serious note. One, when when people go to your website um, to to look up your music, which is they absolutely must go there. Um, one of the first things that you expose them to is Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah. What does that mean to you? What does that movement mean to you? I think, you know, it's, I mean, it's in, racism is ingrained everywhere in our culture, in not just the United States, but throughout the entire world. And I think everyone knows that. I mean, everyone should, has to know that by now. And just the way that, like, the way that we've built systems, the way that, like, prison systems have been built. I mean, it's all too, um, it, it, it is all to negatively impact and persecute black people and African-Americans. And, and we have to try to strip it all away as best as we can through change, through signing petitions, through marching together, um, through donating, and just in any way that we can just to get the word and just to educate people, um, to try to rebuild society. I mean, it, it, it's... It's been such a long it, it people think and, and I think I mean in the past I've even thought, you know, oh like slavery was so long ago, but it really wasn't at all. It was not long ago at all. And um 
I mean, it's just, it's time we, it, it's time for the world to change and get a grip and actually see each other as equals. Like, I don't understand how we don't already. And it's just, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's so important that, that so many people are getting behind this. No, it's so powerful. And I'm, I, I was, I was, I was really heartened to, to see that, to, to, to see that, you know, important message you know, and now now go ahead and, and look to where you were looking. While while on the subject of your website, though, please give us the information on how people find out more about you and find your music. So, you go to my um in order to in to kind of keep up with my journey and everything that that's been going on with me and my upcoming releases. Um, I tend to be more active on, on Instagram and, and um, if you'd like to go and follow my Instagram, um, I'd really appreciate that. That is, um, it's Louis Knight Music. Um, Louis pronounced, um, spelt Lewis. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm most active and, and, and that's how you can keep up with, with, it, with everything going on in my life and, and my um, career. Perfect, perfect. And um, I assume that the... Um, the new song and uh, uh, all your upcoming music is available through iTunes and uh, Amazon, etc. Yes. So basically all of my releases, Twisted Conversations is available on all streaming platforms, Apple Music, Amazon Music, um, Spotify, pretty much wherever. And then also my P, Small Victories, which I released in last September. Um, is also on there available on all streaming platforms. And at the moment, I'm, I'm planning to be releasing. I'm really excited because of COVID. I haven't been able to get into the studio, but I'm getting back into the studio tomorrow, and I'm going to be releasing a new single every about every six weeks now. Wonderful! Oh my God, I can't wait. What and what is there? I mean, I realize the COVID world is is. Um, put a, uh, a damper on touring, but in the future, are you planning on doing any in-person tours? I mean, that's definitely one of my dreams. I, I just, I can't wait to be able to get out on the road and just be playing shows every night, every other night and meeting people and just playing for everyone. Cause I think that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why I want to do this with my life. So, I mean, that's definitely as soon as it's safe to, I will be starting a tour and I will be, um, whichever, whichever size venue will have me, <laughs> I definitely will be doing that. Wonderful. No, I, I can't wait. I think, I think you'll be awesome. Um, I kind of want to take us back to a little bit where we started because, um, uh, with, with your, your song change, um, you know, as a tribute to Russell, um, and in the song, you talk very much about his impact on you in terms of inspiring you. Um, and I asked you about the effect of you on American Idol itself and the before and after. What, what, what did you embody? What do you embody of Russell? What, what is his gift to you? Small victories. Um you saying that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it's small victories because when he was suffering, um, we never really knew to the extent that he was suffering. I think it became quite a guarded 
situation. Um, and I mean, I, I think that tends to be what is, is very common. It's you never really, you never fully, you never realize how much they're truly suffering. Um, and every day that he was trying to get by, um, he lived through small victories. And that was the phrase he used to help him get through it. And um, um, his, his mentor at the time, his family, had made wristbands um, with RP7 um, on it. Russell Peck, 7 was his favorite number. And he was a huge Cristiano Ronaldo fan. His number is number 7. I don't you probably, I'm not sure if you'd know that. but um, and, and it had small victories on it. And then we all got those wristbands too. And he lived every day just trying to find some small victories and to help get him through what he was living, um, what, what, what he was living in at the time. And I mean, that's the phrase that all of our friends and all of our families have taken with us and will take with us for the rest of our life from Russell's legacy. Um, I have it tattooed on my arm. My brother and sister do as well. Um, you know, I, I think that it's helped me get through his loss and, his, and that kind of, um, it, it, it helped me come to peace with it. I mean, just finding the small victories in every day. I mean, that's how I, I think you kind of, um, I mean, it's just how I live now. And, and, I'm, and I'm really happy to say that. That, that is so incredibly inspiring. I, I can't even tell you um, that that is uh, I want to think, <laughs> take that in a bit because that that is that is such an important, so important um, concept. Um, we're we're actually getting to the end of our our show here, Louis. What have we not asked you that we should be talking about? I'm honestly not sure. You know, I, I think we've covered everything. From vegetables to music to oh, <laughs> the <laughs> I mean, I I just um, thank you guys so much for having me on today. It really, it really has been such a pleasure chatting with you guys. Well, you're you're wonderful, and yeah. your your talent is immense. I am so excited for what comes next for you, um, you. and I you know. It's when when I drew the analogy of of the Beatles, um, I sort of am taking that as a forward look as well, because I see you um, taking what you are now, which is magnificent, and and I'm not asking you to change that, but I also see that there's there's to Brody's analogy that there's other levels that are going to peel back and. Um, because you, you've given glimpse of just inner greatness, and 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 I'm very excited for you. Very, very excited, Brody. I really, Louis, I really appreciate that, Louis. I deeply appreciate you coming on. You know, you're you are literally going to be the piano man for a lot of people that are going to turn <laughs> to you that you will never even know. Okay, that no, will find would. comfort. <laughs> Okay, well, but see, here's the thing. They're going to find comfort from your words, okay, Thank you. the same way that you found comfort from Russell. So his influence moves through you, okay, and will Thank affect you. other really people. really means a lot. Well, I'm telling I you. I hope so. You know, I think so. I, you know, you're the one person 
out of all the, you know, folks that, you know, we've had on the show that has really deeply personally affected me. And I thank you. I can't thank you enough. Yeah. And I'll tell you the truth. He does not cry. (laughs) He does not cry. And he (laughs) cried for you. That, that is, that is the absolute truth. Louis, what, what, um, you know, there are a lot of your gaining fans. Um, um, you're going to be gaining fans. What, what would you want to say to somebody who is discovering your music? What do you want them to know? What, what do you want them to look for? You know, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be an artist and a singer-songwriter who, who always leads with honesty and, and, and heart. And I mean, that's something I try to do every day. It's like, it's, it's kind of like everything else. I mean, we, we have to get up every day trying to be a better person. And, and I think that I, I try as hard as I can to translate that through my music. And that's my goal. And that's, I mean, with change, I'm going to continue to, try to write songs that help people not feel so alone because there is too much of that in this life, in this world, in society at the moment. And, you know, I, I, I have this, I'm so fortunate enough to be able to write songs and have this outlet. And, um, I mean, that's all, that's all I could really hope to do, um, with this, um, with this gift that, that I'm so fortunate to have. So, I mean, that's, I guess I guess I'm rambling at this point, but that's kind of what that maybe that defines me. Hopefully, as an artist. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, and and I hear that because in in your work, you know, again, it's it's that honesty and and I mean that is what makes a difference because you can tell when you watch an artist who becomes self conscious and and is not just connecting with what their what the the music that they're putting out as well as the words and the spirit they're putting out. And when you watch you, you, you don't get distractions. It's like, that's, that's part of the, the directness and the purity. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's super engaging. And, um, and with, with the gentle heart you are and the, the beautiful mind, I, somebody who has that, connection I am so grateful for because I, I think you're going to say and reach people on ways that other people can't and um, so I'm really looking forward like I said to what comes next for you very much I really appreciate that so that is pretty much the time we've got today um, Brody do you have any final words that you'd like to uh, send us off um, cheers mate cheers Thank you guys so much. <laughs> thank you, Louis, and I want to thank uh, I want to thank you for coming on and being who you are. And um, folks, uh, get out, um, get get the record, get get the boy that dated me right there. <laughs> They're no longer on record. Um, <laughs> get the song, um, download, stream. Um, it's it's incredible music. Um, you need you need to be listening to it. Um, the the new song is Twisted Conversations, and I can't stop dancing to it. And I hope you <laughs> don't either. Um, and also, uh, I want to thank Brody for 
his work on this show and all the news that he brings to us in his many outlets as a journalist. Um, his work is super, super important right now. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for finding us, listening to us, um, and uh, rating us. Um, we thank you for the five-star ratings and also sharing us with your friends. Again, they can find us on iTunes. They can find us on any place where you can uh, locate podcasts. Please do subscribe. Every program we do, um, we try to make our best, and um, we are here for you. So that is it for us for this week for Rated LGBT Radio. We will be back again with the podcast next week. You will find us here, and uh, we will speak to you then. You've been listening to Rated LGBT Radio. 